e-commerce is getting more and more competitive. So we need to figure out how, what we can do to stand out and what we can do to do things that are going to be a little bit more interesting or unique when it comes to our launch strategies or growing communities. So I would just, I would encourage you, uh, if you're watching this, you're already here to learn. Think about what you could do that's different than the traditional or like the, the obvious types of strategies, whether it comes to launching or or, or scaling or, or you know these types of uh, key elements of, of, of the launching, uh, the product launch process. Hey everyone, this is Kelsey Farrar, AKA son of the beard guy here. Welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. We're back. We're back from uh, our seller cruise, or at least I'm back. Norm is traveling today, um, so he will not be able to make it, but I am stepping in uh, for him. So uh, sit tight and we'll jump right into it. Today, we are discussing the power of brand, community, and pre-orders for growing and scaling your businesses. So we will be tackling what you can learn from uh, pre-orders and launching uh, the launch process that you can apply to your growing business, why it's important to build an audience and community, and how you can take advantage of building a brand as a small business. So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. All right, so today we're discussing the power of brand, community, and pre-orders for growing and scaling your business. Our guest is an e-com entrepreneur with 13 years of background as a brand growth and marketing strategist. Since starting Amazon FBA in 2015, he's mastered crowdfunding and the pre-order launch strategy to launch products and grow brands. He's raised over $7 million in successful launches and broke records with two of his launches. He's a full-time nomad traveling and living in different countries around the world. And please welcome Vance Lee. But before we get to Vance, I uh, will throw it over to a sponsor. Launching products isn't like it used to be. To successfully launch your product, you need to hit that algorithm from all sides. Driving external sales, boosting social signals, and increasing product listing engagement are fundamental to success. Rebate is the first and only launch platform that delivers across this broad range. Get your product featured on Amazon.live through Rebate's Influencer Program. With this service, your product gets instant exposure to large audiences of shoppers and permanent placement on Amazon Influencer Storefront, which drives perpetual sales. Run a sweepstakes campaign on Rebate and connect with shoppers off Amazon. And lastly, drive external sales with tried and true deals campaigns. Visit Rebate.com today and get started with your 14-day free trial. All right, welcome the Beard Nation. How is everyone doing? I can see we have Luke and Marina joining us. Uh, yes, the weather was warm. Uh, got lots of uh, beach time over in uh, Puerto Rico and on the Seller Cruise, so it was great experience. Highly recommend. Um, that's the online Seller Cruise, and just want to give a shout out to Carlos and his team over there. They did a fantastic job. So um, yeah, uh, we're back. Uh, we are going to be having a podcast on Friday as well. Um, Norm is just, he's caught in traffic right now. So in Mexico, so he's not able to do it. He's in the uh, the Mexico trip in Monterey. Um, but he will be back on Friday, or at least I hope so. 
just a few housewarming uh, notes before we get started into today's episode. Uh, Norm is speaking at SellerCon. So this was just announced just a couple of days ago. And uh, we have a sign-up uh, form if you guys want to check it out. It's 20% off. And if you use code Norm, um, you can get that coupon. It's in the, uh, the description. And also, uh, I just posted it here, too. So uh, let me know how everyone is doing, uh, if you're excited for today's topic. And uh, this is a live Q&A, so if you have questions, comments, um, let us know. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on them. And uh, let me see. Other than that, make sure you smash those like buttons. Give us a thumbs up if you're enjoying today's episode. And uh, don't forget to join our Facebook group. That's the Lunch with Norm, Amazon FBA and e-commerce collective. All of the links that you need are in the description notes. So go check it out. But uh, I think that's about it. If you have any questions, comments, make sure you let us know in the comment sections and uh, we can jump into it. So uh, make sure you sit back, relax, enjoy that cup of coffee and uh, welcome Vance. Hey Vance. Hey Kelsey, how's it going over there? It's going well, how are you doing? Doing good uh, here in Thailand. Uh, yeah, the weather's really nice here. I think compared to Canada, it's a little bit warmer. Yeah, it's uh, it was a little chilly last week. I think it was uh, minus minus forty where Norm was. So uh, I think he was. Uh, <laughs> back, so it's good to see you again, though. I know it's been a uh, been a little while. I think it's been a couple of months since you were last on, but we're happy to have you back. And uh, for people that don't know um, or haven't heard of you before, can you just give us a brief little background of uh, what you do? For sure, yeah. I mean, I started Amazon FBA in 2015, and uh, back then Amazon was a whole different beast in terms of being able to launch products. And uh, I started diversifying off Amazon in 2016 when Amazon came in with this new TOS about not being able to launch with honest, unbiased reviews. Uh, anyways, this is a really, really massive TOS change back then, um, and that led me to exploring different platforms like Shopify. Um, and eventually led me to crowdfunding and using pre-orders to launch products. And so since then, um, I've launched a lot of my products through pre-orders, but also helped a lot of other people using pre-orders, which is essentially selling your product without inventory um, as a way to launch a product uh, and get some traction before moving over to Amazon or Shopify or whatever e-commerce channel of your choice. So um, done that for a little while, and a lot of my products have ranked within the top 1% of uh, product launched on uh, crowdfunding websites of all time. So awesome. uh, I focus still on selling Amazon, but also on launching products um, on in, in these kind of new and interesting ways. Awesome. Great. Well, uh, Levant was on a special webinar that we did uh, about maybe five, six months ago. Um, so I'm going to be posting that in the descriptions afterwards. Um, go check it out. It really was a great presentation of what you can expect and just kind of going over the crowdfunding strategy. So highly recommend you check that out uh, on our YouTube channel. But um, yeah, let's jump into it. So I know today um, not everyone here is going to be doing pre-orders pre and using that as their main strategy. But um, you were saying before the call that this was something that you still think that Amazon sellers can take away some key points from. So I want to jump into that. So what can an Amazon seller learn from the pre-order launch process and how can they apply that to growing their business? 
Sure. Uh, well, for those listening that are not familiar with what pre-orders and crowdfunding, would you like me to start there first? Yeah, for sure. Cool. So um, you might have heard about Kickstarter or maybe even another website called Indiegogo. So those are the most popular, uh, what we call crowdfunding websites. And for those of you who have heard of them, um, that's uh, a lot of a lot of people have heard of uh, crowdfunding websites through be, be, being customers there, so or sort of supporting products there. So the idea around crowdfunding is uh, it originally started, uh, at least in the context of e-commerce, where somebody wanted to launch a product and they said, hey, I don't have the funding for this, so um, let me put my idea up there and present it to this audience and people that want to support can support and in exchange for their support and contributing money to the project, they would get the order uh, they've got the product when it's first manufactured. So the the idea here is almost like a pre-order where you're supporting a product launch before it happens. So that's kind of the the main mechanics of crowdfunding. And like I said, it's a um, uh, it's essentially a way of uh, getting funding for a product that doesn't exist yet. And originally it started with all these kind of really interesting and unique products, um, but now it's kind of evolved to becoming more of a pre-order launch platform for products that are. Um, you know that 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 smaller and big companies are using as a way to reach new audiences and build uh, and build that way. So um, that's that's essentially what it is. And I want to really um, emphasize here when I talk about this that this is not a platform that replaces Amazon. So this is why uh, you know when we talk about this in uh, in conversation, people kind of get confused or they're, they're thinking they might have to learn another platform or they might be selling on this permanently. This, uh, when we talk about crowdfunding, it's really just a pre-order platform. And what that means is uh, essentially it's a campaign that will run for a certain period of time. So for example, um, you'll pick a, a certain time frame between uh, one and 60 days. So we usually recommend between 30 and 45 days, but after the campaign is closed, it's done. So uh, that's once the campaign is closed, it's over, you get the funding for the campaign, and then you can use that money to put in your first manufacturing order, and then, of course, after that, launch to whatever platform of your choice. So again, this doesn't replace Amazon, but it's almost like a supplementary type of launch strategy that helps you get and take advantage of a whole bunch of these different uh, benefits that will come from um, from from using pre-orders. Right. So this is like a, a stepping stone um, for during the launch process. To does it also practice or look at like product validation too? Do people use that for crowdfunding, or is it you already have your idea, you already have the steps involved and you go to crowdfunding for that. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people use it for different reasons. And one of them is definitely product validation like you're talking about. So product validation is really the, hey, I, before I order lots of inventory of this product, let's put this out there and see if people want this first. So you don't end up investing $30,000, $50,000 into, you know, whatever, a thousand pieces of this item, um, you're going to put this out there as a campaign where you share about the product that you want to build. And from that point, people can decide, hey, is this a good idea? And kind of tell you with their money and the pre-orders. So uh, like like you said, this is a great way to, to validate a product. But in general, a lot of people use this as a way to... Um, as a smarter launch strategy that allows them a few benefits over traditional launch strategies that require inventory. So I would say I, I can go through a few of the main benefits just like as a high level. And uh, if you have any questions about it, we can kind of dive into them. But I think one of the biggest benefits of crowdfunding is because of the way it works where you don't need inventory, 
um, it allows you to kind of flip the inventory, the, the, the model upside down. So instead of paying for inventory first and then shipping it to the warehouse so that you can begin selling, this allows you to launch the campaign without inventory. And the way that you do this is that you actually create something called a campaign page. So this is going to, going to be very similar to your product listing page on Amazon. And so you need photos, you need a video, and you need all the copy and graphic assets or whatever you need to put together this page that's essentially being presented. So doing it this way allows you to just create this campaign page and launch the, the actual product and say, hey, this is what I want to bring to life. And uh, what do you think? And if they are interested, they'll put down their money and you don't need the inventory up front because people understand uh, if they're coming to as a customer to Kickstarter, they know that these products are not ready to ship yet. So that some of these products might ship three months after or six months after. So that's one of the major benefits of, uh, of this type of launch strategy. The other benefit is, of course, um, a lot of businesses are struggling with cash flow right now, especially with the economy and kind of the, the shifting um, you know, the shifting momentum in the e-commerce world. So being able to put out a pre-order launch allows you to get the money in advance before paying for the actual inventory uh, that, that you're going to order. So instead of ordering first, you get the money from the pre-orders and then you use that to place the manufacturing order um, and from your supplier. And the other benefits are going to be kind of interesting as well that are peripheral, which are to be able to build an audience. And we can talk, we can go ahead and go into this a little bit later. But going through this process allows you to build an audience and a community that you can connect with directly. And this is not only going to help you with the launch itself, but it'll help you later on when you want to launch other products and product two or product three or accessory one or accessory two. Um, this is going to allow you to have a lot of benefits when you have this audience that you get to connect with um, in terms of being able to uh, to support your product and your brand. Okay, awesome. So yeah, I think one of the biggest pain points that I'm seeing, um, so obviously Norm has been selling, I think 2014, 2016 on Amazon, um, where you could kind of throw up anything and it would do well. Um, but now, um, from what Norm's been saying that inventory costs are rising, um, there's you have to invest more and more into uh, your product to just get it off the ground too. So I think this is a really interesting strategy. Um, for people who don't might not have the capital to invest that $15,000 at the beginning to really round out their brand and get the inventory. So um, I'm really excited to talk about this. Also, I just want to mention uh, to the audience, have you tried Kickstarter? Have you looked into crowdfunding? Maybe you crowdfunded uh, something yourself. I know I have. I love to check it out and see what's kind of coming up uh, in the world of technology. So um also, Faye, I'm not in Mexico. I'm currently in Toronto and Marina. Yes, it's nice and warm today, so I'm happy with that. Um, so yeah, let's jump more into um, the audience and community side of crowdfunding. Um, and I guess first off, why is it important to build an audience or community in 2023? Yeah, so this is, I think this is a really good question. Um, I think we've all heard about these horror stories of uh, people building massive Amazon businesses. And then one day, uh, Amazon just decides, hey, uh, either you violated in terms of service or like whatever reason, they don't even give you a reason, they start, they shut down your business and you lose sales. So this is not the main reason, but this shows the power that relying only on one platform has the impact on kind of uh, making a massive dent on your business or even shutting out your entire business as a whole. So uh, creating a community allows you to have an audience that you have access to that allows you to sell on other platforms. Um, it's going to allow you to um, not only sell on other platforms, but also to 
launch products more easily. So one of the reasons why I started gravitating towards um, pre-order launches and selling off Amazon was that when I start, sold on Amazon, my original niche, uh, one of my first niches was a weird one, but my, 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 my second niche that I was really investing a lot of time into was the kitchen niche. So I would launch a product in the kitchen, kitchen niche, it would do really well. And when I would launch another product in the same niche, nobody knew that I was the same brand. I mean, the logo was there, um, you know, the packaging was the same, but it's just nobody, I had no advantages launching the second product compared to the first product. So it's almost like I was starting again every single time. So when you build an audience or a list or a community, as we like to call it, um, what this allows you to do is that you're able to contact the people in your community. So this is something that you can't really do on Amazon, of course, because the customers on Amazon are not your customers, uh, they're Amazon customers. So that's why we have to go about all these roundabout ways of trying to get insert cards in and try to collect emails or retargeting all these types of things that we do. But really what we're trying to accomplish is the goal of getting an email list or a community that's going to be supporting us. So having a community is extremely important for launching products because you'll just have to say, hey, um, I'm launching a product, um, it, it's happening next week. Um, who wants a coupon code for it? We're, we're going to give like a 30% off coupon code if you want to be a part of the, the launch special or something like that. And that allows you to move really quickly when it comes to launches and it allows you to scale products much more quickly without having to go through the same amount of challenges every single time of launching a new product and trying to use kind of these um, these services that are um, I mean, rebate keys and even around anymore. So I mean, that used to be the that used to be the approach for launching, but now it's getting harder and harder, and it's costing more money. So having your own audience that cares about your niche is a massive, massive advantage to being able to um, to grow your brand. And so one really good example I have of this from my personal brand, uh, my my coffee brand is a brand called Icosa Brewhouse, and we make cool, innovative uh, coffee sensory glasses and sensory products for coffee coffee nerds, and. My first product that I launched on Kickstarter raised about $650,000 and another $300,000 on Indiegogo. And from that, I acquired about 10,000 customers. And so I had an access to this list of customers that cared about coffee products. So when I wanted to launch my second product, um, I emailed them and said, hey, we're launching this product. Um, please come support it if you're interested in having glasses that make, um, make the coffee experience better. We had about five percent returning customers for the first uh, list. So you know when it comes when it comes down to it, it's actually it doesn't sound that big, but it resulted in about forty thousand dollars of sales from the next campaign launch right away. So this was using our list to contact our customers, and they said yes, I'd be I'd love to. And of course, not everybody bought the second product, but the people that did contributed to forty thousand dollars of sales within the first uh, fourteen days of launch. So this is a really massive advantage when it comes to launching products that having a community or audience will really help with. So that's one big thing. And of course, um, associated with this is the lifetime value of a customer. So um, if we spend, let's say $10 to acquire a customer and we sell them $30 of stuff, uh, I mean, outside of cost of goods, let's say we're making $20. Uh, if that's all we're ever benefiting from the customer, then that's not a very big um, return on investment. But if we sell them this thing worth $30 and then we sell them another thing worth $50 and we sell them another thing worth $100 and then they refer a friend that buys something for $50, then what we're doing is we're able to extend the lifetime value of this customer and of course get referrals as well. So there's lots of kind of cool peripheral benefits that happen once you start building an audience and building a community that support your brand uh, above and beyond just being able to have, um, you know, have people on the list.
Okay, yeah. So uh, a quick mention to, uh, is it ICOSA or ICOSA? Oh, Icosa Brewhouse. Yeah. Icosa. So for others, other coffee lovers, make sure you, you check out Icosa Brewhouse. I, I put a link down there before. <laughs> and tell you, Thanks, I'm Rich. a huge, I'm a huge coffee uh, lover. And uh, when I found out that Vance was uh, making these products, I was very excited. So uh, definitely check it out. Um, just in terms of branding and everything too, um, building that community, they do a great job with their emails and informational. So that leads me to my second point where or a second question. Um, when you say community, um, I think that's a word that a lot of Amazon sellers are hearing. Um, they should build a community. They should have this this thing uh, with their customers. But no one really says exactly what that is or what that might look like. Um, I guess it will vary from brand to brand and where that is community lives, but can you dive into what a community means to you specifically when you're looking to build your brand? Sure. Yeah. I think this is a really good question because um, now nowadays people are using the word community more, but I think for the past many, many years, people have been using the word list and they just call it an email list. And I think that is probably kind of the most, um, I would call it the most like the, the first step. Uh, if you have an email list, this is going to be your first entryway into having a community, depending on how you engage with your audience. So for, for us and our brand, a community is really uh, creating an environment where people can interact with the brand, where they feel like they're, they have some, they have some connection to participating in the brand. So whether it's us telling them, Hey, we want to launch a new product. Um, can you give us some feedback about what types of products you'd like to see in the coffee world? Or whether it's um, sending them emails that are like promotions for other coffee brands in the industry and saying, hey, uh, there's this other cool coffee company that's having a sale. We wanted you guys to know about it because you're part of our community and our group. So we wanted to give you a heads up about this. So the idea here is creating some type of connection or um, relationship with the, with the customers in your audience um, that's above and beyond just sending those sales emails. And of course, sales emails are going to be a part of it because they're going to want to buy stuff from you. But the idea is how can we create relationships within the community? So um, the idea here is how can we how can we create an audience uh, connection with the audience that makes them feel like they're a part of our brand? So um, I think that's the high level definition. But in terms of uh, being able to interact with them and create connections, um, lots of different ways to do that. But I think in terms of mediums, I think a lot of people are thinking, well, where can this live? And I think you mentioned this earlier, which is, I think, a, a really good question. Um, in general, the starting point for us is an email list. So if you don't do anything else, having an email list of people that you can contact and engage with on a regular basis, that's where um, that's that's kind of like the, the basic of having uh, your community live there. But if, uh, depending on your audience or your niche, that you find other communities are relevant to build in terms of mediums, then you might move over to, for example, like a Facebook group, or uh, you might even, some people have forums that they are, are participating in or like apps that, they, that they've created for the communities. That's kind of a very, very far out there type of thing, depending on the, the niche, but uh, it, it really depends on where your customers like to hang out. And it could mean they're following your social media accounts and they're interacting with you that way. But there's a lot of different options depending on what is relevant for your niche and how your brand wants to interact with your audience. Okay, great. So you'd recommend if you get nothing out of this call, this um, this podcast is uh, build an email list, or would that well, be? 
Yeah, I would definitely start with email because generally it's the easiest, uh, depending on how you're how you're building the community to begin with. Um, but if you're starting, for example, on social media and your community is just people uh, following your Instagram account and you're really active and posting and you're asking for feedback and you're posting cool stories, that might be a good way to start too. Um, so I don't want to say, hey, you should focus on email, but generally email, um, depending on how you begin, is the most is most accessible for a lot of people um, in terms of starting as a foundation to, for your community because it gives you the flexibility of communicating with your audience when you choose to by just sending out an email and everybody should be receiving your email. Okay, great. So let me just uh, break for a second um, and share with everyone that we have a great giveaway today. So um, this is something that Vance put together for us and uh, we got a couple of things. So there's one um, that's going to be available for the winner today, but we have something available for everyone. So uh, Vance, if you can uh, share with us, uh, first off, the, the big giveaway today. Sure. Yeah. So the giveaway that we uh, we've organized for everyone today is we're going to have a uh, 30 minute strategy session for the winner. And in the strategy session, really, we can talk anything e-commerce. But if you want to focus on uh, pre-orders or crowdfunding launches, we can definitely do that. Uh, community development or um, even brand development. And what's the best way to kind of integrate that, whether you're starting out or you're building up or you're you're scaling your brand. I'm happy to just have a have the strategy session to, to see how we can help you out getting to that next stage of your business and developing your brand. So that's uh, okay. that's the bonus that we got for everyone in the giveaway. All right, so to enter that, all you have to do is write hashtag wheel of Kelsey in the comment sections. I'm just about to post this here um, to win that 30 minute strategy session. If you want to take two people, you get two entries. So make sure you throw it in there, uh, just like Howard has done right here. So thanks for the, uh, the entry, Howard. Um, also, if you have questions, comments uh, for Vance about building your community, um, let us know in the question or in the comment sections. We're going to be getting to them in just a few minutes. And also, uh, there is something available for everyone. So, um, Vance, can you share that too? Sure. Um, so, if you're in a situation where you're looking to launch your next product and uh, you're considering, hey, is the traditional method the best way, or you're you're considering exploring a method that allows you to take advantage of some of the benefits that we talked about using pre-orders, um, then feel free to check out the link that we're going to post. Um, I don't know if Kelsey, you're going to be posting it now, but uh, essentially livemyplayground.com uh, slash uh, lunch LWN. And that's going to give you access to a page that where we have two bonuses. So the first one is free resources. So if you're new to this idea and you're curious about what the, what it looks like to be able to use pre-orders and crowdfunding to launch your next product uh, without having to invest in inventory, um, feel free to just uh, put your email in there and we're going to send you a free uh, three video training series and some checklists so you can start understanding what the process will look like. Um, the other bonus we have today uh, is if you're interested in launching your next product using pre-orders, um, then we're offering five free 15-minute uh, sessions. Um, we, we call them product and niche evaluation sessions, where uh, if you have a product idea or you have the, a niche that you're interested in, we'll have a quick conversation in 15 minutes to determine essentially, uh, is your product idea going to work for the crowdfunding model and the pre-order model? And that's where you'll get some feedback from us. And uh, you'll have the opportunity to just get immediate feedback about the product that you're thinking of and see if that's going to work for this model um, that we've been talking about with the pre-orders. All right, so we got lots of goodies today. So make sure you enter the hashtag wheel of Kelsey draw for the 30 minute 
strategy session and if you're interested in the 15-minute call or just some free resources on more about the crowdfunding strategies uh, that you can use, um, check out livemyplayground.com slash LWN. Um, resources are in the descriptions as well. So uh, I can see Luke, Marina, and Howard have entered. Awesome. Um, so you will enter you into the wheel. Also from Luke, uh, looking at uh, Icosa Brew now, love the site. Uh, Luke is also a big coffee lover as well. Um, and I want to just give a quick shout out to Luke. He uh, sent over some coffee, which I'm actually drinking uh, right now from, uh, I think, Seattle. So uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for that, Luke. It was uh, it was great. And uh, it made my day seeing that uh, when I got the package from Norm. So thanks again. Um, love the Beard Nation. And uh, we're going to throw it over to a sponsor real quickly. But we'll be back in just a few minutes. I want to thank Jeff Schick Legal for sponsoring this episode of Lunch with Norm. You've probably heard on the podcast about Amazon suspensions. They're very real. It can happen at any time. And when it does happen, how do you get out of it? How does the little guy like you and me get out of these suspensions without paying an arm and a leg in legal fees? This is where Jeff Schick Legal is here to help. For a very low monthly retainer, for only $89, get access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. That's right. You can sit back, relax, enjoy that cup of coffee while listening to the Lunch with Norm podcast, knowing that you have an advocate and a partner in your business success. But wait, just mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Get the protection you need and visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So um, thank you, everyone, who's entered. And uh, we'll jump right back into it. Um, so Vance, uh, my next question is um, when people are thinking about building their communities, um, at what phase do you think people should start building out that kind of strategy? Is this something that they think of um, kind of right at the beginning or is this something that um, you can kind of adapt uh, once you start seeing sales come in or um, what would you recommend? Sure. Uh, I think the simple answer is the sooner you can start building a community, the the sooner you're able to benefit from having the community. So um, if you're in the process, so what we recommend when you're uh, launching using pre-orders, for example, is that the pre-order launch model incorporates uh, building the community first. So even before you launch the product, we're building the community. Um, and what we do is we like to incorporate the community as a part of, it's almost like getting them involved in the process of building the product. So asking for feedback, um, asking for, hey, do you like this design versus uh, this other design, or do you like this color option versus this color option, or you know, is this feature important to you? These types of things that are um, that are actually very helpful to understand before you launch the product, because they can help you get better feedback not only on the product itself. If you're in the process of making decisions about you know what to incorporate in the product, is it worth it to um, add this extra feature or not? But this is what actually people don't understand is um, being able to understand how people perceive the value of certain benefits or what how they want to be marketed the product uh, is what we call positioning and that's super valuable as well so uh, we'd like to have we like to build our community as we're developing the product in order to get them involved in the process so they feel invested but at the same time the feedback that they give us is going to be very helpful in us 
um, getting getting making sure we get the product right and also making sure that we get the messaging and the presentation and the and the communication about the product when we're marketing it right as well. So that's an example of if you're in a situation where you're developing the product um, and building the community at the same time. But of course, um, if you're later on in the phase where you're already starting to sell and you're looking to build a community, then then of course the sooner that you start the better so whatever it whatever it takes to allow people to start finding out about you and connecting with you outside of the platform is going to be most valuable so um it it's essentially just get on it if you haven't already and that's going to give you the best uh the best value from from, from the actions that you take in developing that community all right so uh beard nation i'm wondering uh for our live listeners uh let us know where you are with your community brand have you started building a brand uh if not what's holding you back is it a time issue is it you feel like there's too much of a commitment to start um and if you are uh let us know how it's doing for you where 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 is your community living right now um what results have you seen um but again uh let us know questions comments over in the comment sections and we'll get to them in just a, a few minutes um so uh let's jump into how brands can take advantage of building their brand as a small business? Sure. I think this is a really good question because I think, um, well, first of all, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around what a brand is. And I, uh, with a lot of Amazon sellers specifically, uh, and I've been there before, um, I think a lot of us think that a brand is just the logo. And uh, some people are thinking it has to do with the packaging. Uh, and some people are thinking, okay, if I take good photos or pick the right colors uh, for a color theme, that's the brand. And of course, those things are important when it comes to developing an aesthetic that is going to be appealing with your brand. But those things are only kind of like the starting point of the brand. Um, I, I really like to define a brand as a not just the aesthetic, like the logo or the font or the packaging like we've talked about, but it's really about how it, it makes your business, your product and the experience memorable for your customers to think about your product or your your product category when they uh, when, when they're considering that product or product category. So um, this is really obvious in big you know with big brands like Apple or Red Bull or you know these brands that are just used as case studies in in marketing programs. But this is also very very much doable with smaller businesses, and a lot of people don't realize that there's actually a lot of advantages in being a smaller business. And the way that this is an advantage is that. As a smaller business, first of all, you can make decisions, you can act on things much quicker than big brands that have a lot of bureaucracy. And with a smaller business, you can relate to other people as, as, as something that's a little bit more genuine from the perspective of somebody who is trying to um, create something that is relatable. And so this is a massive advantage because often people are not rooting for the bigger guys. Uh, is there something psychologically there's something psychological about uh, rooting for the smaller guys and the people that want to make something happen that's genuine about what they're doing. So that's why you can see a lot of local shops that are kind of local brands in your city that are not the biggest uh, big box stores that are still successful. And, uh, and this is what they take advantage of. So as a small business, I think the biggest thing that you can do is to be authentic and genuine with, um, with who you are, not trying to make yourself seem way bigger than you are, uh, but using that as a part of your identity to be able to connect with customers. And uh, the way that we do it in our launches is that we always make sure to 
uh, present ourselves as people. Like we don't say, hey, we're this massive company that's making these coffee products. Hey, we're people. We're founders. We're, we're you know, we care about coffee. We care about creating something cool. And we don't, we don't have everything figured out. So a part of our brand is like, we like to work with our customers to involve them in the experience of creating products or getting ideas. And so I think this is a, this is a really cool way that smaller companies can take advantage of this in a way that actually is beneficial to them, not only in terms of feedback, but also in terms of getting involvement. Because as a brand, if you create an experience that people can get involved with the process of, of bringing something to life or supporting you on social media, then that becomes something that they feel they feel like a part of it. They feel like almost like a, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say investor, that's not the right word, but they feel invested in the process of, uh, of what you're doing and what you're launching. And that becomes really exciting for people if they get that opportunity to be a part of something cool. So I think as a small brand, as a small business, the more that you can do these things that involve your customer or get them feeling connected to you as a, as a kind of like an entity with a founder and like a, you know, it's not this massive bureaucracy, then people feel really good about uh, how, how they can engage with you. And that's, um, that helps to build a brand experience in that, in that format. And that can be as small as just asking like a, a simple poll about say you're doing like a, some sort of energy drink flavor, like which drink, which flavors they prefer, like just a, a simple yeah polar survey can help engage them and, um, and, and it creates great market research too. So you can see exactly what your customers want and they're telling you the, the answer. Like I want the strawberry lemonade drink, make that. Um, and then once you actually put that into fruition, um, they can say they've created that with you. They were part of that process. So I dropped a couple links, um, in the Facebook, uh, chat they're, um, minted New York. And another one is every other Thursday. And these are two TikTok personalities um, that I followed for maybe a year and a half now. Um, they started out as just posting a vlog once in a while on TikTok. Um, they're both kind of into like fashion and they would do like get ready with me uh, kind of videos. They started developing their own businesses. And now they're, they're both, I think, very successful and created these e-commerce brands with these giant communities that live solely on TikTok. Um, but I just wanted to give some context um, of what a community can look like. And if you go to uh, their, um, their TikTok, uh, you can see how they build community. A lot of it isn't pushing their products necessarily, but um, it's more about their day-to-day, -day, them packing the products, um, going over what went right, what went wrong. Um, so it's just really interesting to see what people are doing in 2023 with communities um, where I think TikTok is just one of those places where you can create that connection with someone. Um, you can do surveys and polls too as well. Um, you can talk to the audience, talk to um, with comments, replying to comments. So um, definitely check that out. Uh, just want to also go over to uh, some of the comments from our beardos. Uh, Luke says uh, he has a social following on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I've also started a Facebook group, minimal engagement all around, but I'm staying consistent and I know it'll pay off as long as I keep on keeping on. Awesome. And Howard. I love that. That's really well said. And I think a lot of people just they're not seeing the results or maybe it's not uh it's not the, the level of results that they're hoping for because they're looking at somebody who has a million followers and they're like hey i'm not there but i think it's so important to to have that attitude about like let's be consistent and 
there's going to be your fans that are really excited to see what you're putting out there. And the more that you do this, the more that you're following through the process and you're sharing with them and you're getting them excited, the more that these people are following you on your journey. And eventually um, these are going to be customers or if they're already customers, these are going to be customers that support you even more. So I, I love, uh, I, I love what you said there. All right. And from Howard, uh, community building is progressing, but at a snail pace. So, uh, at least you started, you're working on it. So, uh, that's all the power to you, Howard. Um, keep us updated, um, how that's going in the future as well. We'd love to hear. And, uh, let me see. Um, okay. So this kind of moves over to my next question. Um, for people new or starting out, do you have any recommendations, anything that people should, um, do first, maybe some action steps? Um, yeah, I mean, in the context, first of all, I love these examples that you sent, uh, Kelsey, these are really cool. And I can see how this would be really appealing. Just, I mean, these are probably, uh, like smaller businesses that kind of just grew off, uh, like organically off their following. And of course they might be spending ad money, but I think just what they're doing in terms of just creating organic content, like behind the scenes and like, Hey, this is what we're working on. People love that kind of stuff. And it's because it gives them an inside look that this is a real business with real people rather than like this massive corporation. So people like to follow stuff like this. And I've seen a lot of good examples that are kind of in the realm of what you're describing as well. Um, I think there's this, um, I forgot the name of this. Um, it, it's like an energy bar for like a protein energy bar or something like that. And they showed like everything. They showed themselves going into business meetings. They showed themselves um, designing packaging and really messing up with certain things. And like, and, and this, like they, they were really big on Instagram and they just blew up. And it wasn't that their product was so interesting but it was like their community was all around following what they were doing on Instagram and like, what are they going to do this week? Or like, what's their goals this week? And they were hundred percent transparent with how they're running their business with their audience. And I thought that was super cool. So the way that you do this, I think to answer your question is going to be dependent on what you want to do with your brand. If you're going to be a brand that's like this and you want to be transparent and you want to be sharing your active um, kind of day to day, maybe moving to a channel like a, like a, like a, a medium, like a TikTok or like a Instagram would be helpful for you to kind of get started in that way and just start putting content out there and seeing what, uh, what people respond well to. Uh, if you're in the phase of developing your product, um, this is really good to start building your community by finding people in your target audience, uh, who are going to be interested in your niche and trying to get them involved in the process. Like we really love this, this, uh, this idea of involving people in the process, uh, especially when you're doing pre-orders, because the idea here is you want to make sure that you're getting feedback to make sure that you're in, you're in check. You're not just like thinking a good idea is inside and putting it out there. And after you spend a lot of money, you're getting some feedback along the way and you're involving this audience and so that they get excited about your product when you finally launch. So this is a really good way to do this if you're in the phase of developing a product. So um, I think, I think those are, uh, I think those are two more common scenarios when it comes to just starting out. Okay. And then I guess, uh, for those brands that are growing and, and they have an existing brand already, um, do you have any recommendations for them? If they're, if they have an existing brand and they're on Amazon, uh, I know I'm working with a lot of, uh, companies that are selling, for example, like six figures a month on Amazon and they don't have massive um, audiences that they have control of. So they have small lists here and there that they've built um, from, from different tactics that they've gotten, they've been able to get some emails, but they haven't been able to grow their following. And the, the idea here is we really love to use product launches as an excuse to build the community. So 
if you're thinking like, hey, I, I already have a brand, I already have maybe a dozen products out there that's doing pretty well, um, being able to launch your product through pre-orders and crowdfunding is also another way to start to build that audience and build that connection to the audience as you launch a new product. So instead of launching it on Amazon directly, um, you might consider using a pre-order launch model uh, and get the benefits of the cash flow and the minimized uh, inventory risk and all, all those benefits and run a pre-order launch uh, as a way to build this audience. But keeping in mind that once you run the campaign, all of the customers that buy in your campaign, you immediately have access to their emails and contact information. and You can get in touch with them right away. So that's the other benefit of running a um, pre-order campaign uh, using crowdfunding is that all of the customers that purchase your product immediately become a part of your community because you have the ability to contact them right away. So a lot of brands now that I'm finding that are bigger brands, um, they will do a crowdfunding launch like this just so that they can get access to uh, building this audience. And then from there, uh, they're going to use this to kind of like scale the next launch and the next launch and the next launch. And so this is a kind of an interesting way to do that and uh, take advantage of the model for multiple reasons. And, and then of course, once they've done the launch, they can just, they already have all the assets. They've already created the photos and the videos and the copy, all that stuff for, for the, the campaign page. They just move that over to Amazon and they're ready to launch now with a big audience. So uh, that works whether or not you're an established brand or a new brand, but for a lot of big brands, um, this is a really quick way to do it because now they have, um, they, they already kind of understand how this works. So this just gives them an access to be able to do this um, more quickly and scale their brands faster. Okay. And so I ended up uh, finding the video that we did um, a couple months ago, uh, which has some more really great information. So um, check it out. I'm posting it in the comment sections now. Um, I think actually it's one of our better videos. It's got over a thousand views on that webinar. So um, check it out. And um, yeah, we can uh, start getting into some questions too uh, from the audience. So uh, if you do have any questions, comments, um, get them in now. Um, we just have about 10 more minutes uh, before we close things up. And I can see Spencer and Jack uh, just entered the wheel of Kelsey. So Make sure you jump in there too. That is hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Write that in the comment sections to win a three a free 30-minute uh, strategy session with Vance. Also, we have uh, some goodies and giveaways, um, some free resources that Vance is giving away to everyone. So that is livemyplayground.com slash LWN. Um, there is a link also in the caption as well. So check that out. But let's uh, jump into some questions uh, from Luke. Are you building the community asking for feedback and launching all on Kickstarter, or are you building the community on social media or both? Um, good question. I, and it's uh, the answer is both. Um, we we build the community in advance, getting feedback and getting the involvement of the customers before the launch because we don't want to not have a community before launch. Uh, when it comes to launching. Uh, the preparation is 90% of it. So building an audience, building uh, excited audience of people that are ready to support on day day one when you launch, that's super key. So we're going to definitely be doing that before the launch uh, when we when we prepare for it. And then when it comes to after launch, um, after launch, let's say the campaign is running for 45 days. During that time, any customers that we acquire, whether they're from our audience or just from Kickstarter organically or from ads that we're running to you know, the, the campaign, those are going to be automatically people that join our community. So we're technically building the community throughout this entire process of leading up to launch and 
uh, after launch um, as the campaign is live as well. So um, it, it's kind of a, the entire campaign, uh, the way that I see it is as an opportunity to build our audience, build our communities, and also, of course, um, sell the product and get some funding so that we can place our manufacturing order. Okay, great. Uh, another one from Jack. Is there a category that is especially suited for crowdfunding? Or inversely, is there anything that isn't worth it? Um, oh, sorry, Kelsey, I just uh, noticed the link isn't working that you posted. Uh, I think it's missing maybe an H at the beginning. Um, Which one? I'll, I'll oh, oh, the, uh, okay, let me check that. But I think uh, this is a good question, Jack. Um, the, the, the answer is I've seen products successful in so many different categories. And I don't think there's a specific category that that doesn't work. Um, I, I've seen products do well in almost every category. So like there's children's categories that I never would have expected to work. Um, there's, uh, there's like technology that, you know, technology is really big in Kickstarter. Board games are really big in Kickstarter, but I've seen anything from apparel to uh, food products, to, um, to stationary, to uh, really, really crazy stuff. Like just um, table weights and, uh, and pet things like just lots of categories that work. Um, I think the general guideline is you have to be willing to uh, consider how you want to improve your product and to have it stand out. And obviously it, it shouldn't be just a private label product. That's not really going to work in the context of Kickstarter. You're going to want to think, how can you improve the product? Um, not only just for the Kickstarter, but obviously you want to create something that's going to be defensible for your, uh, you know, when you decide to launch this, that this is going to be a product that is going to be, uh, worthwhile investing to over time. So in general, the idea here is wanting to create something that's going to stand out. And, uh, and, and that's really what's going to, what's going to move the needle for launching a product. All right. Okay. Um, Luke says, awesome. Thank you so much for that. Uh, thank you for listening, Luke. That's, I uh, hope you're uh, learning something new today. Uh, also, just a reminder, make sure you smash those like buttons. Give us a thumbs up if you are enjoying this. Also, don't forget to subscribe if you're following us on YouTube. And uh, let's see, uh, we have a question or a comment, I should say, from Howard, uh, which I think is super important. He says, email is so underrated, but be considerate of who your, your target customer is and focus on relevant content, just not promos or discounts. So Vance, do you have anything else to add to that? Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think a lot of people are, uh, when they get the email list, they're really excited. Uh, and they're just sending promos like buy this, buy this, buy this. Uh, that's, of course, important. But if, if you're constantly just sending sales emails, um, your audience is not going to be that excited to open the email if they don't want to buy at that point in time. So really, the idea here is how can we, once we have this community, keep them engaged in a way that's exciting. So for us, um, every month we release two, uh, what we call easings. So there's essentially like mini, um, newsletters that are about cool things that are happening in the coffee world. So, uh, it's something that people, people look forward to opening when they, uh, they receive that, uh, often we'll send promotions from, um, other coffee companies. If we're doing like a giveaway with another coffee company, we might compile a bunch of prizes and say, Hey, here's a really cool contest that you can enter where you can win some cool coffee beans. And the, the idea is just that, how can we uh, engage our audience with sales, but also with other content that's going to be relevant to, to them, to be excited, to open our emails. So we like to follow, um, like a four to one rule, um, for every four, 
uh, emails that we send out. Um, one of them is going to be a sale email. Um, that's like on the high end. So uh, I think in, in that, um, in general, um, that ratio will, will probably do pretty well for you. So sorry, three to one. So one out of four. Okay. Three to one. Okay. Awesome. Um, and just to speak to that. Uh, so one of my favorite newsletters, this is a little different because it's more about you know, a service versus a, a product, but one of my favorite newsletters specifically, it's for marketing. It's called marketing examples. Um, but I think they do an amazing job of really focusing on quality content with their newsletter. And it's it's probably the only newsletter besides from Icosa or Icosa uh, that I, I follow along. Um, they really focus on valuable tips that like actually matter. They get to the point. Um, they're not trying to oversell you on anything. And um, anyone interested in learning more about like digital marketing, I highly recommend checking them out. They get they send one email every Monday um, with everything you need. And like, I just, I, I love this. I, I'm not sponsored or anything by them, but just, uh, I think <laughs> they, the do, affiliate link? <laughs> they do a really great job at email marketing. And I think even if you can just take some examples um, and apply it to your own Amazon brand for your emails, or um, just to learn more about it, I think, I definitely recommend them. So you can check out marketingexamples.com. But this is one like I'll send to my brother uh, to sign up. I've sent people to my team. So I just, I really love their format of it. And I think a lot of brands can learn a lot from the way they do their newsletter. So check that out as well. So I think that's it for questions. Um, one last call for the Wheel of Kelsey um, to win the 30 minute strategy session. And, uh, Vance, do you have any other uh, final words, uh, any golden tips, anything you'd like to leave off? Huh. Um, well, I would say that, of course, e-commerce is getting more and more competitive. So we need to figure out how, what we can do to stand out and what we can do to do things that are going to be a little bit more interesting or unique when it comes to our launch strategies or growing communities. So I would just, I would encourage you, uh, if you're watching this, you're already here to learn. Think about what you could do that's different than the traditional or like the, the obvious types of strategies, whether it comes to launching or or, or scaling or, or you know these types of uh, key elements of of, of the launching uh, the product launch process, and considering things like pre-orders or considering things like involving communities in your uh, in your process for developing products. These are all kind of like not um, these are not like the general things that uh, like. A, like an Amazon process would be for when it comes to launching. So um, not that you have to do these specifically, but I think because the landscape is evolving so quickly, the people that are gonna start thinking outside the box are going to have advantages. So I would encourage all of you to explore and, and consider what that might be to, uh, to look at different types of strategies that will give you a bit of an edge over everyone else that's doing the exact same thing. So um, I'm biased about pre-launches. I would definitely check out pre-launches because I think there's a lot of advantages that allow you to um, get ahead, but also continue to launch to, um, you know, the Amazon path afterwards or Shopify, wherever else you, um, you, you want to take advantage of that. So, um, but yeah, stay ahead of like trends and subscribe to marketing emails like this and just keep, keep an eye on what's happening. And you learn a lot of stuff from people that are not necessarily in the Amazon world because uh, marketing is universal. So if you learn, if you're on this website that Kelsey recommended and they talk about like a cool email marketing uh, strategy, uh, maybe that's not being taught by Amazon um, people in the Amazon space, but it's applicable because it's marketing. So it's just 
think outside the box uh, and see what you can discover that'll help you with your with your process for launching and, and growing and scaling your business. All right. Awesome. So thank you so much, fans. Uh, and if people are interested in crowdfunding, learning more about what you do, uh, where should they go? Uh, check out livemyplayground.com uh, slash LWN. And that's going to give you access to, uh, like we mentioned earlier, the uh, free resources if you're if you're just curious and want to find out. Um, or if you just want to apply for a free 15-minute um, product uh, niche evaluation session, um, just put your info in there. Uh, it takes less than a minute, uh, 30 seconds probably. And um, we'll have a chat about your product and your product niche and see if it's a fit for uh, crowdfunding. And if you end up subscribing for that one, you don't need to do both because you'll automatically get the free resources in the email sequence that we have for you um, in, terms of, uh, in terms of the resources. So um, just need to do one or the other. Okay, awesome. So we'll just throw it over to a, another shout out and then we'll go over to the wheel. I want to give a quick shout out to an incredible group of sponsors to help keep this podcast running. The Lunch with Norm podcast would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. Post Purchase Pro, Clear Ads, Jeff Schick Law, Rebate.com, Honu Worldwide, Digital Blacksmiths, Netfluence, Extreme Power, and Startup Club. Now back to the show. All right, so let's head over to the Wheel of Kelsey. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. All right, thank you everyone who signed up for the Wheel of Kelsey today. Uh, we do this every single podcast, so make sure you come back on Friday and enter again. So I'm going to shuffle these up Let's see, and give it a spin. If you are the winner, please email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com, and uh, we'll connect you. So let's see who the winner is. Luke. Congratulations, Luke. Uh, email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. And uh, we'll connect you with Vance on your uh, free nice. session. Congrats, Luke. Congratulations. Looking forward to chatting with you. All right. So uh, let me see. Vance, thank you so much for this. Uh, I really appreciate you coming back on and uh, talking about community. Um, I think we had a, a bunch of great uh, little golden nuggets along the way. So uh, audience, if you learned something new, make sure you give us a thumbs up. If you enjoyed today's episode or have questions, comments, uh, for Vance, just uh, let us know in the comment sections. You can also email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. But uh, Vance, thank you so much for coming, and uh, we hope to have you on again. And uh, yeah, just really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. A lot of fun. All right. Thanks. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later, Vance. And uh, to our Beard Nation, thank you guys so much for tuning in for this special Kelsey episode, Lunch with Kelsey. It was a pleasure being with you guys. Um, I'm still getting used to being a host here. So um, Norm should be back on Friday. Uh, he just was stuck in some traffic in Mexico. He's currently at the Mexico trip. Um, so should be back on Friday with Colin Foster. And uh, other than that, um, I mentioned this at the very beginning of the episode, but Norm is uh, going to SellerCon. Uh, he's speaking there. If you'd like to support him, if you'd like to check him out, um, make sure you go to sellercon.com and uh, you can sign up there. Let me just post a link. 
So if you use code NORM, you can get 20% off your ticket. I'm going to just put the coupon code there. Check it out. Uh, also, if you have topic suggestions, guest suggestions, let us know. You can email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. And uh, we'd happy be happy to uh, hear your suggestions. Just like Vance was saying uh, about building your community, we want to make sure that you're a part of this community. Um, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. I know we, uh, we ask a lot of you uh, with three episodes a week, uh, an hour long each. So uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us. We really do appreciate it. And uh, it's good to be back, uh, back at home from uh, our trip on the online seller cruise. But anyways, I'll let you guys go. Thanks again, everyone. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.